CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Welcome to Guys We Fucked. <laughs> guys We Fucked. Guys We Fucked. I'm Christina. I'm Corinne. We're sorry, sorry about, about last night. night. The anti-slut shaming podcast. <laughs> I never stop. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Guys We Fucked. It's the anti-slut shaming podcast. I'm Corinne. I'm Christina. Welcome. Today's news is uplifting, guys. From catcalls to murder. What, <laughs> f- what female joggers face oh. on every run. I mean, this oh. is... This is really encouraging us to get out there and go running. Yeah, I know. It's hard because it's like you can't be fat as a woman, but then you also can't run because you get can't murdered. run. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's true. You really can't win, ladies. Well, this was interesting. I was telling you, I ran into Wendy Starling. Uh, we've been running into each other a bunch, like just randomly at non-comedy spots. Oh, yeah. And she told me about this runner. Um, so it's a it's a woman in um, Iowa who was going on a jog and uh <laughs> she didn't make it uh, so it that's hap- happened yeah, many times it happened to her during a jog on her college campus just Fuck. afternoon local time the van's driver had both his hands outstretched holding a oh phone my- sideways pointed directly at her as he took photos what meg gibson stared the man down and his van sped off the ohio state university grounds tires squealing at first i didn't know what to do the 29 year old says but i thought about molly tibbetts so this is not this is a this is an ohio story that links to the molly tibbetts story oh so, on, so this girl that got the picture taken meg's, of her didn't get killed meg's alive but she was also but she was just like it's kind of just like they're starting the story off with like hey this happens a lot wow um so on uh 21st of august uh, 600 miles away a young man had led police to the body of molly tibbetts 20 lying in a cornfield days after she too had set off on a run later mm-hmm. he would tell police that he quote got mad when she threatened to call 911 for following her but he quote blocked out what happened between uh talking to her and finding her dead in the trunk of his car that was the most interesting part of the story wow. to me that he blacked out and then she was dead in the trunk of his car that's what he's telling the cops um when i saw two female students i asked to use their phone ms gibson said they told me they also had their pictures taken by the same oh middle-aged uh, men in the van when she called the local police p- department she says she was told what do you want me to do there's nothing to report but when campus police arrived she says an officer told her you did the right thing of course she did um so in the wake of molly tibbetts death women across the u.s have been honoring her with the uh, hashtag miles for molly and it's m-o-l-l-i-e if you want to follow the hashtag movement running to show that despite such a horrific loss, the running community will persevere. This summer's Mm. tragedy echoes that of August 2016 when the murders of three female joggers spanned just nine days. The slew of tragedies prompted the magazine Runner's World to conduct its first survey of harassment experienced by U.S. women who run. 
what a surprise what was a surprise was how men and some women don't see that it's a, a prevalent problem says michelle hamilton the journalist behind the running while female story the 2017 survey revealed that 43 percent of women experienced harassment while running with the number rising to 58 percent for women under 30 just four percent of men reported the same issue the poll also found 30 percent of women said that they had been followed by a harasser on foot Ooh. by car or bike and the vast majority of women said these fears led them to change their habits to run only during the day to change their routes which is such an yeah. important thing if you're a runner it's so good not to use the same route every day like you just don't want to be a predictable person unfortunately um, to carry pepper spray or in the case of one percent of women to carry a loaded gun well maybe don't do that yeah um, i'm not running with a gun man I yeah it's insane i mean this is a huge problem and i mean like i've definitely been like followed uh not as an adult well, I mean, maybe I have, but I I remember walking home from, I guess it would be would have been high school, walking home and like this guy sitting in a car and like he called me over. Whoa! Um, but I was like just smart enough to not do that. But yeah. then like he he like he was slowly following me in the car, and I remember Ooh. I think I had a cell phone at that time, so I just like called somebody like at my house or like pretended to make a phone call or something. But and like I actually did. God, I'm I'm a I take good care of myself. I like walked a different way so that I wasn't walking to my house. Yeah, because you Damn. don't want the person to know where you. And you live. were by yourself. Yeah, because I was just walking home from high school. Fuck. You know, so I just would walk to and from high school. It's interesting. So I was hanging out with my friend Claire and Melissa, and we were in Brooklyn, uh, by the like the warehousey area in mm. Williamsburg. Gets murky back there. Oh yeah, it yeah. does. And it's it was so interesting because learning to trust your instincts is something I know you've mentioned a lot before, yep. and I don't think I've ever really trusted my instincts. Yeah. And now that I'm in therapy. Uh, I'm learning Very it's important yeah. But um, so I remember We were walking Towards like a main street To kind of hail a cab And I remember This dude was on One of the like The It was a stoop But a stoop by a dock Kind of thing It was like the metal Staircase Yeah And I remember We walk All three walked past This guy swings around And starts following us All three of us At the same time Stopped in our tracks And we went out Back into the street And he stopped And was lingering And I said Dude we're waiting For our Uber Can I help you Yeah And yeah. we had our phones out and then he's like, oh, uh, 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 and then he left. I'm yeah, because like, most wow. times if you like, address a head on, all yeah. three of us felt that. Yeah, I don't. I used to jog, but now I just rollerblade, so no one really cat calls me <laughs> in my rollerblades because they're scared. Because I wear padding and a. Ooh, sexy! I know, sexy rollerblading girl, real bulky blades. Oh my god! But no one's into it. Also, too, from that survey, I bet you the harassment is probably a lot higher because people have headphones in. So how can you tell? Mm. If someone's yelling at you Yeah well headphones Are also dangerous Because another Another girl I used to work with Was walking home With headphones in And she was pushed Into like the corridor You know <gasps> in New York How there was like A lot of times Like the first door And the second door Yeah They pushed her into that Oh and, my like, god And like tried to rob her And like she finally got She thankfully Was able to get him off nice. But like yeah just, just I gotta get Whatever it's, mace or pepper There's spray, a lot You gotta like You gotta be alert You gotta not Be predictable But you gotta be hot Like there's you so many things You can't be ugly But you gotta so be in shape things. But don't jog It's like really Jesus How do you keep up guys <laughs> I don't know Well if you can't keep up Just sign up for Talkspace Hey transitions for days Thank you Today's show is sponsored By our friends at Talkspace The online therapy company That lets you message A licensed therapist From anywhere At any time It's true Can't imagine fitting Another appointment Into your life Well with Talkspace Talkspace therapy is as easy as sending your therapist a message, maybe about how to make more space in your schedule. No commutes, no leaving the office, and no judgments. To match with a perfect therapist for a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, go to Talkspace.com 
dot com slash GWF and use the code GWF to get $45 off your first month and show your support for this show. Again, that's GWF as the code and Talkspace.com slash GWF. And these following cities are the last remaining cities uh, to see the Bridget Bishop tour. Atlanta, um, Atlanta, Georgia, October 11th to the 14th for at Laughing Skull. Oh, actually, all those shows are sold out. So, so if you sorry. got tickets, we'll see you there. It's going to be very fun. If not, I guess you can wait outside and we'll wave to you. Don't encourage. Uh, <laughs> some somebody's gonna be like, oh, I can wave to them. Can no. I sniff no one's your been, hair? No one's been creepy. No can one's asking. Sniff your hair. Ew! I gotta go. <laughs> Chicago Zanies. We're be, gonna be there uh, Wednesday, November fourteenth through Thursday, November fifteenth. We're doing two shows. Rosemont, Illinois. We're also at that Zanies. Friday, November eleventh, Sat and Saturday, November seventeenth. We're doing uh, two shows each night. Winnipeg in Canada. We'll be at Rumors Thursday, January twenty fourth. Fourth, burr bitch through saturday january 26th go to sorry about last night comedy.com slash tours for the ticket link and then absolutely um and then there oh, also yeah. we have two special events oh, um, yeah. co- coming up on thursday Octo- october 4th october. october 4th we are going to be in newport rhode island for one night one show only of guys we fucked the experience oh, so we're bringing it back for our friends at the rogue island comedy festival doug key runs that one great guy if you want tickets for that uh, really special show it's going to be rogue island comedy fest.com i think we also have the link on our website but that's like a very direct way to get it you want to get those tickets the rogue island comedy festival is so amazing i highly recommend like if you're a lover of comedy if you want to make a trip and you don't live too far to come see us to come stay for the weekend it's a beautiful town and see some of the other great shows that they have as part of the festival truly my favorite comedy festival i love it so much um and then additionally christina and i are doing a show together the bridget bishop tour one and only night in new york city uh at the second and new location of New York Comedy Club on East 4th Street. Um, and that show is going to be on Monday, yep. October 5th mm-hmm. at 8 p.m. So you want to head over to NewYorkComedyClub.com for tickets. And we'll also get those links up and going. Uh, that one's definitely going to sell out pretty fast. So you're going to want to get tickets for that ASAP. And that's going back to kind of like replenish funds for Guys We Fest. Because we did spend a good like a real good deal of our own rent money so you know it's all for a good cause we're happy to do it was wonderful and new york comedy club was so nice to be a sponsor of that uh show and then guys tomorrow um saturday uh the what day of the week okay saturday uh, september 22nd uh john campanelli and i are doing a one night only of order of the okat fee it's a cult slash birthday celebration because i didn't me and john have been friends forever and i didn't know that his birthday and my birthday are like six days apart oh my god so we're doing a joint birthday slash cult meeting show uh, <laughs> uh tomorrow saturday september 22nd at Westside comedy club great comedy club it's at 7 p.m. Tickets are $15, and we'll be tweeting about them. Um, you can also just find it at westsidecomedyclub.com. Uh, and, you know, bring an offering if you really want to be part of the cult, oh. preferably for Alfred. Guys, next Saturday is we're bringing Glamour Puss back. Wendy Starling and I, we were on a little bit of hiatus because uh, Mama was torn. And so Saturday, September 29th, 
at 7.30 p.m. Wendy Starling and I will be putting on our very first Glamour Puss uh, in uh, two months, I think, at Zinc Bar, as always, 82 West 3rd Street. Ticket link for the show is available in the description of this very podcast. Also, titties. Am I right? Titties, titties, titties. Using thousands of real women's measurements, Third Love designs its bras with breast size and shape that's very important, in mind so that they fit impeccably and feel even better. It's true. I'm wearing one now. And now, since adding 24 new sizes, because every titty's like different, you know, Third Love offers the most options for any brand, a total of 70 muffucking sizes for your titties. Find your fit in 60 seconds online, order and try at home with Third Love's new Fit Finder quiz. That's actually fun. It, it is. And takes less than a minute. No more awkward fitting room experiences. <laughs> Uh-oh. Speak up. Oh, boy. Uh, the labels are even tagless, which I very much appreciate because that means they are not itchy. And I fucking hate. Ugh, I'm itching bra tags all damn day. Unless I'm wearing Third Love. Because Third Love's fit guarantee uh, guarantees a perfect fit. Uh, returns and exchanges are free and easy. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they are offering our listeners 15% off with your first order. So go to thirdlove.com, T-H-I-R-D, slash G-W-F now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. Again, that is thirdlove.com slash G-W-F for 15% off today. Titties. Thank y'all. Big ups to Smart Mouth. Uh, What you saying? Everyone wants to be confident and feel your best when you're up close and personal with people at work, with friends, or even during sex. (laughs) But none of that matters. If your mouth smells like a rotten egg. What? Wow. That's <laughs> it's like when Bette Midler cuts off da- um, Danny, the, the zombie guy's mouth uh, in Hocus Pocus after it's been shut. You l- shut. You love that movie. I fucking love that movie. It's my favorite <laughs> movie in the whole world. Uh, and that says, please speak a t- about a time where you or a friend had an awkward, embarrassing or bad experience due to bad breath. I mean, anytime you go to kiss someone and your breath isn't like and you like when you're not prepared for it or like if you're eating something disgusting by yourself at a diner and then just you someone comes up to you that's like cute and you didn't uh, expect them to be there yeah and then you're like hi i'm oh, just shit. eating french onion soup and egg salad <sighs> yeah i mean it's just not good you need to always be ready and i am actually obsessed with smart mouth smart mouth i can't talk today smart mouth, smart mouth products um they sent us like little travel samples which are airline approved and then also i have a yeah. big bottle that's on my uh counter i love it uh it's really good and I just like it. I like traveling with the packets. I always have like mouthwash packets like in my bag, in my gym thing. Like you just never know. And it's much easier than brushing your teeth. And also I just like hate those people. I know this is not, I just hate people who brush their teeth in the airport um, bathroom. Like oh, I've I know, never really seen that. I, I see it all the time and I know it's really? like a thing to do, but like just bring a smart mouth patch and like don't take up because we're in a rush like we yeah need, like i gotta we wash need, my hands we lady. need that sink and also that bathroom's dirty yeah nothing ruins an intimate moment as quickly as bad breath so we have to be smart about our mouth smart mouth mouthwash eliminates the bad breath causing sulfur from our mouths on contact and prevents more sulfur from coming back for 24 hours smart mouth even has a new premium zinc ion toothpaste used it liked it that was just voted quote best to best toothpaste for bad breath by gq magazine Ooh. this toothpaste is amazing it will give you a new kind of feel, a smart kind of clean that you've never experienced. Uh. Get new Smart Mouth Premium Zinc Ion Ion Toothpaste next to Smart Mouth. This is a lot of words here. Mouth <laughs> mouthwash. I can't say it. At Walmart and Walgreens. A real Christina. 
Uh, I know I am. I can't. I just cannot speak today. Go to smartmouth.com slash GWF for a $2.50 coupon. Again, that's smartmouth.com slash GWF. All right. You got your therapy down. So you got your head straight. You got your third love on. So your titties are fucking fly. And your mouth smells good now. We're going to prepare you to get out into the real world with Lola. Support for today's show comes from Lola. Lola is a female-founded company offering a line of organic cotton tampons, pads, and liners. And now they offer sex products too. Ultra-thin lubricated condoms are made of natural rubber latex and individually tested for contraception and STD protection. Their ultra-thin design and premium medical-grade silicone oil lubricant ensures a safe ensures a safe and without sacrificing sensation. Plus, to make your month a little bit easier, you can add Sex by Lola to your period subscription. Just choose your mix of products, absorbency, number of boxes. Is this all the shit you can customize? It's great. Mm -hmm. And frequency of delivery because everyone's flow is a little different. You know what I'm saying? And everything is delivered on your ideal schedule. It's super flexible so you could change, skip, if you're pregnant, or cancel at any time. Um, I think one of my favorite products that Lola offers that I carry in my, I will not leave the house, even though I'm currently, I'm like not having sex right now. I still won't leave the house without it. Those Lola wipes, mm-hmm. those fucking pussy wipes. Well, it's probably mean, a more uh, official name for them, but God damn it. I love we them. We just call them pussy wipes here on the podcast. And like, yeah, but also it's not, it, it's not just about having sex. Like, uh, it, cause like it's feeling if, clean, if you go to the gym and then you have to run an errand after you should use it because that's a re- way to pre- prevent UTIs and yeast infections. Oh, really? Wearing, Shit. wearing, um, working okay. out in workout pants and then wearing them for too long after is a huge reason why people get uh, vagina problems. Oh. Huge problem because there's all that moisture in there. Ugh, it's yeah. the same as walking around in a wet bathing suit a lot of time. It, mm. it creates moisture which creates which is how a bacteria grows and then you're before you know it you're walking around with garlic in your pussy. And guys, you don't want that. Mm-hmm. Um, I fucking love these pussy wipes. And the lube's really good too. I've used the lube. Oh, the lube is very smooth. Um, and yeah, and it's just, it really smells good. It makes me want to lick my own vagina. Yeah, and women own it. So that's reason. I wish I could lick my own vagina. Then I wouldn't need a no man. Just kidding. Uh, for 40% off all subscriptions, visit mylola, M-Y-L-O-L-A, dot com and enter GWF40 when you subscribe. Yeah, so I'm not having sex. I'm gonna say I was like, "What's this?" Says personal shit. K H no sex. No sex. I'm reading the not because of like um, lack. I mean, no, it is. It's fully because lack of offers. Um, oh really? I thought this <laughs> oh, was like I'm a thing. Putting, that- no, I'm not putting myself out there. Yeah, I'm, I'm closed off. Uh, I feel it, but it's good. It's good. I did get. I've gotten some offers, and it's nice to get them. Right. But I can't. I can't right now. And to to respectfully decline. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, but it's. I feel like I'm now that I'm. I just. Like that sex that I had with a sex worker, that was like the most emotionally safe sex I've ever had in my life. Oh, it was, interesting. It was a truly great experience. And um, and I realized I don't think I'm capable of having sex without feelings. Mm. I don't think. It's not for everyone. Because I have to have a crush yeah. on the person even a little bit. Yeah. To just a little crush. Like fe- when I say feelings, I mean like something. Sure. Like something sparks. Like I can't. Although the sex worker, there was no feelings and it was wonderful. So I don't know. I'm confused. But, um, well, but, I mean, you were there. The f- attraction is a, it's not an emotion, but it's like a feeling. Yeah. It's a feeling that makes me feel very alive. And I'm not, I, I it, you know, it kind of sucks. Like, I just, I'm not attracted to anybody. Not that I'm trying to be attracted to anybody, mm-hmm. but you never want to force that shit. It's just having a crush is fun. It seems to me, though, for my personal life, it, it fucks it up more than it, um, 
makes it life better because um, it's very distracting. Yeah, I was going to say, and, it's, it uh, seems to distract, yeah. But the other thing I wanted to say, just really quick, I... I um, I'm so sad. Um, my ring. I had a, I had a, I don't know if anybody out there, it's worth saying. Um, oh, yeah. So when we, Corinne and I flew back from Edmonton, Alberta in Canada, um, I, th- there's a ring that Stephen gave me. It's a, I know, it's a bullet. It's a bullet on a ring. And I brought it every single fucking tour we've, show we've ever been on, many of them to Canada. I fly with it all the time. TSA usually. Sometimes I'll check. Sometimes I'll be like, there's a bullet. In- oh, it's a ring. Okay. And they put it back. And the, 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 they're not TSA. I don't know what they call them there. Um, but the airport security, he, um, he, they had to take it away. And I asked if there was any way to mail it. That mean, ring means a, a lot to me. And I'm trying to get it back, but I don't know how. So I'm just going to put that out there and see if anybody, you know, happens to work at the Edmonton airport. Um, because I don't know, maybe they, maybe the uh, security people took it from them. So I, cause I asked them like, what do you guys do with it? What are you going to yeah. do with it? And they're like, I don't know. I'm like, oh, and I remember going and actually I told my, my therapist this and she's uh-huh. like, you're, you're starting to protect yourself. Good job. Cause when uh, first they were going through my bag and we had, we had been given sex toys and then I brought my own vibrator on the road with me. And so I feel like, and I hit it in my, not hit it in my shoe, but I put it in my shoe for storage. And I feel like they, I thought they were digging for that. And I was like, guys, it's just sex toys. You can, right. you can they're in the shoe, just sex toys. Right. And then, then they were like, no, this rings. He's like, you can't even have this in a checked bag. Right. Which, and I, I asked, I was trying to be very polite without losing my mind. And I was like, but I've flown in and out of Canada for four years with this ring and no one's ever even winked at me. Right. Uh, blinked an eye. You know what I mean? And, uh, and he just didn't offer me any other reasoning. And I, I started to cry in the airport. I was so upset. And then Corinne started to like come in and talk to him. And I was like, you know what? We got to go right now because if we stay for one more second, I'm going to get arrested. I'm going to say some shit my temper is going to flare and we just gotta walk away it's just a thing so i don't know if anybody knows the ins and outs of that uh email us because i would love that ring back it means a lot to me but if not it's okay well it's just confusing because uh in other airports they have a bag that they will like you have they 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 mark up the price so much but they'll give it they'll you can pay they'll give you a ticket and you can mail it back because that happened to me in london yeah they didn't even give me that it was option for like a, which i think it's because it was a bullet i think is the That's thing is no i know yeah. i was like so yeah. we, tr- we tried everything i was like a dead family member gave it to her i know that was very nice well i just like you know i love a good i go love a good lie when it's uh well, against TSA, TSA, really, because they're just, I mean, it's, you know, it's like sometimes like I know people are doing their jobs, but it's sometimes like just use like human logic. And I don't know why people don't use that. Yeah. It's like, just use logic. Uh, be a person. Be a, I used to let people do shit all the time in the spa because I was like thought I use my own brain and I was oh, like, nice. is this going to hurt anyone? Is this going to affect the business? Is this? No, it's not. So just let them fucking do it because uh, that's how being an independent thinker works. Um, so uh, my what I wanted to talk about was uh, I on the plane home from this same Canada trip. <coughs> I, oh, I, I coughed. Um, I. Uh, I was like very fucked up and like kind of like awake asleep like my my, schedule, my sleep schedule was all messed up and on the plane I uh, watched the Mr. Rogers Neighborhood documentary. Yeah. Um did you see that? Yeah. It was so good. I, theaters, I yeah. literally cried for 90 minutes straight. Oh, I cried the whole, yep. Same. I literally couldn't stop. And like, I feel very, um, good thing I had no one else in my row, but I also feel like very comfortable crying in public. So it didn't matter to me. But the whole thing was great. I highly recommend um, watching it if you have not. But it was really interesting because my one of my favorite parts, and it was near the end of the documentary, and it's not ruining anything, um, except for the end of the documentary. <laughs> but uh, they... 
uh, interviewed a lot of you know friends and people who had worked on the show of of Mr. Rogers. Yeah, the crew guys were so funny. And they said, and uh, Mr. Rogers was all about like helping. And all they said was, take a minute, like a literal minute, and we're going to do it here to think about a time that someone helped you or like someone who has helped you in your in your life and I think it's so great because a lot of times like I know especially for me like one of my big things that I'm always complaining about is no one no one helps me uh with anything um or very few people I don't want to say no one because that's that sucks to the people who do but like very few people help and I feel like I'm always just like fucking helping everybody else or like getting everyone else's shit together and it's like when do I get the opportunity to be helped um or to uh yeah or just like to be the fucked up one Mm -hmm. and so i thought it was very good and it's nice to stop and appreciate even when you feel mad uh or bitter people who have helped you because there are the people who have helped me have helped me a lot and i don't want to forget them so we're gonna take a minute and we're gonna be silent for a whole minute here on the guys we fuck podcast which i don't think has ever happened uh and just think about someone who has helped you and that's that Okay, and we're back. Whoa, it was good. I went all the way back to middle school. I thought of a bunch of people. I started crying. I well, I kind of I was like, let's see if Christina can get through this without crying. It's I can. It's almost impossible. I don't think anyone in the documentary got through it without crying. God, that documentary was beautiful. It was so beautiful. (laughs) I've never cried so consistently throughout a movie. (laughs) Well, because I'm just like, man, people just need to help each other. Right. I was also like fucking exhausted and hadn't slept, and airplanes make me cry. But uh, there was just something about that documentary. Holy shit. I'm going to read an email real quick uh, okay, before sure. we bring our guest on. The subject is, they brought all the doctors in to look at my vagina. Mm. Hi. Of course, I have to start by thanking you both so much. You've done uh, all you've done, not only for me, but for so many other people. And it's inspiring to say the least. Thank you. Please bear with me. I've had a week from hell and I'm about to complain my ass off. Go for it, girl. So one week ago exactly, I felt a bump inside my vagina. It fe- it felt like a small ball was stuck underneath the skin directly inside of the uh, my left wall. And upon examination, saw that it was slightly protruding. This was uncomfortable and extremely painful. It, uh, it being a holiday weekend, I couldn't see a doctor until the following Tuesday, the days before which the bump grew in size and discomfort. This had happened about a month before with a smaller bump. And when I had gone to a woman's center, they brought two doctors in who said they didn't see anything but could feel that my bowels were full and should uh, maybe I should just poop (laughs) Uh, that left me feeling crazy and upset but eventually it did go away so come Tuesday I'm sitting in the doctor's office 
pantless with the thin pink cloth over my lap when in walks the same doctor. I was in urgent care and didn't have my own GYN, so I had to see whoever was available. She remembered me and she seemed really nice, just young and obviously still learning. She could definitely see what I was talking about this time, but was unsure what it was and brought in another doctor. She too was unsure and went looking for someone else. I can't tell you how embarrassed and uncomfortable I felt sitting there, having been in pain for four days straight, to be told they don't know what was protruding from my vagina in the end they ended up giving me some bacterium and medicine to help with inflammation and made a follow-up appointment for two weeks since then the pain has developed the swelling has gone down but i'm in such intense pain i'm going into the shower every two hours and popping benadryl every three hours just to stay sane Meanwhile, I recently decided to go back to school and there are complications that are making me unable to have access to my classes. But somehow amongst all this, my boyfriend is the biggest problem. I'm usually one who has a high pain tolerance, likes to take care of myself and keep the complaining to a minimum. Corinne? But I don't know what it is about having complications with my vagina that makes me feel insane. Oh, girl, I hear you. I feel so out of control and irritable. My boyfriend over uh, came over when the first when this first started, and we before we took a shower together, I grabbed him and said, "I was so sorry, but I uh, wouldn't want to hook up with uh, up with him. I was in too much pain. We usually had sex in the shower." He said, "Okay," but he kept playing with my nipples and trying to make out, so I caved and gave him a blowjob. At the time, I thought it was selfish of me to not hook up, but now I am livid. He keeps saying he is sorry for what I'm going through, but I can't help but feel he isn't taking me seriously. I know there are worse things that can happen, but right now this feels like my world is falling apart, and on top of it, I'm afraid to invite my boyfriend over to comfort me because I don't want to suck his dick. Is there anything I could say to him? And I'm, am I just complaining too much? Or did he just give me insight into all he cares about? Sorry for the length. Don't apologize. Would give more background on our relationship, but didn't think it's necessary. Anything you could say to help? Uh, thanks for taking the time to read. Yeah, I mean, he's being insensitive and you need to tell him that, hey, when I told you I didn't want to have sex in the shower and, you know, I'm going through a lot on top of that uh, and you kept playing with my nipples, I felt disrespected and not heard and it was an insensitive move and I hope that's not, that you don't just view me as a sexual object and if he doesn't respond to that, then you dump him. Our guest... <laughs> Our guest, uh, very excited to interview him. That's a good answer. No, that's good. Okay. I mean, I, I mean, yeah. I, 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 uh, I think you have to verbalize shit because I've made the mistake of not verbalizing shit and assuming that the person should know. You already verbalized it though. You made it very clear that you didn't want to hook up, and uh, perhaps given the BJ, maybe gave him mixed messages. Although I know why you did it because you felt bad, and you should never suck a dick. Because you feel bad. Oh God, no! I can count. I Making need a lot. Of, I need a, makes me. <laughs> I need a lot. Of, I need a lot of hands to count all the dicks I've sucked because I felt bad. Well, and additionally, I've, my only thing is that uh, sh when she expressed, I don't want to hook up. Like I don't think that. I don't think that express it. I mean, that should be enough, but it I should. also don't think it expresses the emotion behind it. Yeah. And I think that that's the, an, the important missing link to say, it's not like I'm just not in the mood. It's yeah. like, and I you might interpret it that way. I don't yeah, know. It's not. Yeah. It, it's just like, I am going through too much right now. And also like your vagina's in pain. Like that's, oh, it's dude, just insensitive. I totally, I get insane too when something's up with my vagina because you feel it every second of every day until it's gone. Well, I feel like I it's totally understand. It's kind of like the operating system, like home base of your, of like a woman's 
body is like the vagina i know it's weird but like everything runs off my vagina i feel mm. like kind of just yeah i need to i need to reroute yeah reroute yeah. um guys this week's guest so amazing he's a stand-up comedian he's a co-host of the podcast flagrant two with andrew schultz please give it up for our friend akash singh to have a little talk to my head and tell him to start using logic and our reason instead of these worries that it puts in a hat and has a pinch of paranoia a buffer smoke pulls a rabbit out a rabbit of regret but here little man in my head Talking to you and your mumbling back Stumbling over the reason you said You'll never be happy, get over it man Answer me this, you are not having choice To wake up and stand up in silence that voice It's taken me so long to realize I can Talk a little man, get out of my head Okay, we are here with Akash Singh. Yo. How you doing? Hi. I'm a little nervous to be here. Are you really? Why? Because y'all got a lot of listeners. Uh-oh. This is the biggest audience I've ever done anything for. Oh, shit. Don't say something fucked up. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be real awkward for no, everyone. I've learned, I'm serious. I've learned from, from Trump. You just never apologize. That's the move. You cannot apologize. Your you, fans, did you just you've say, learned, learned from, from Trump? Trump. I've learned from Trump. This guy... <laughs> Oh not apologized his way into the fucking White House. Yeah. Just said monstrous thing after yeah. monstrous thing. Yeah. We all got offended, and his fans, when he didn't apologize, were like, yo, I fucking like this guy. It's crazy how it works, <laughs> but you cannot apologize. But that really... would only work if this podcast was not primarily listened to by liberals. Like, if yeah. this was a podcast that was, like, required listening in every home... Can you then imagine? Might, then oh. not apologizing might for things might work. Oh. I think I'm a pretty moderate person. I think I don't like Trump, but like I do think there's lessons liberals can learn from him. Yeah, it's a weird brown guy. I don't really care about <laughs> Trump. I don't I hate know. him as much as everybody else. But I think there's lessons liberals can learn, which is this thing where like you say one problematic thing. Everything is problematic. If you want to shift it that way, you can say any sentence that I could be like, oh, so are you saying that something, something, something? And then you yeah. look like an asshole. So I think liberals can learn like, listen, we're people, we make mistakes, whatever yeah. you fuck up, double down. Hey, I was fucked up. I don't care. I'm not going to sit here and apologize for hours once I'm done. Max. Yeah. Okay. Well, the word problematic is problematic. It's not even a real thing to me. Oh, it's gosh. just this thing we started saying all of a sudden. Cringe, <laughs> problematic, do Yo. better. Those are my favorite. Those oh. are my... Do better, Akash. Those are my favorite li liberal slogans. And like, I'm, a, you know, I'm going to call myself an artist formerly known as liberal. That's what I'm going to go by. <laughs> it's but it's like, weird how off-putting yeah. it can be when you, mm -hmm. the more left people get, you're just like, I can't stop. call myself especially, a liberal anymore. Absolutely yeah, not. And comedians, like I, you know, especially with stand-up comedy. I'm like, uh, to me, good stand-up comedy pushes what you're comfortable with. You have to. And, and, I, and I don't even know if I necessarily have the balls to do that myself on stage, but like the comedy that I like does that. I love it. It's the best. I'm it's getting offended so is, it's fun. 
fun. It's like, it feels dangerous. It feels like, ooh, oh, yeah, you said that. That's weird. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I like that. And there's a couple people who are like really good. I mean, like, I've, I saw Ari Shafir a couple times last week, oh, and he's yeah. so fucking good at making people feel uncomfortable and like sit in the discomfort. Oh, yeah. And oh, just fucking that's letting a it, skill. That's a letting skill. Letting it go. I love Andrew, it. Andrew, friend of the podcast. Hell yeah. I marvel at his ability yeah. to sit in the tension and yeah. be unfazed. Yeah, it's great. It's, it's wonderful to watch. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's cool to watch. But I also said I didn't want to offend anybody, and then immediately it was like, problematic's not a thing. Whatever. <laughs> idiots. You're idiots. You don't know how you feel. <laughs> like, you can't, like, even the fact that you had to sit down and think, like, like I'm going to go into this podcast not offending anyone. Like, what does that even mean? Just fucking be yourself, and if people oh, don't yeah. like that, screw yeah, you it. Have to, you had to make that decision, but there's always the, ugh. I w- so <laughs> I'm excited to get you to know you better, because we've yeah. known each other for a while, but we've never had, like, deep convos. I've always, re- yeah, we've always had a good, like, I respect these girls. As soon as you started this podcast, I remember I was like, oh, this is going to be a fucking huge podcast. Oh, wow. Oh, thank you. I remember saying that to you guys. Yeah. I was like, this is great. What you guys are doing is going to be massive. Yes. I didn't really think anyone's going to listen. It's good. It's good. I'm glad. I'm glad. I mean, it's just a... It's, and it's an honor that like um, like men listen, women listen, older people, younger people. Like it's really cool that it hits a nerve... Because everybody has sexuality in common, whether you have a sense of sexuality yourself or not. And my you don't. views on it have shifted. And on sex? These kinds of, yeah, and like slut shaming or whatever. Because yeah. I, I you we're going to talk about this at some point. I didn't have Shut sex until I was 31. Yeah. I was saying. Really? How old are you? I'm 34. Oh. So I was, I said, I'm going to wait till I'm married. It, is, it wasn't like uh. a steadfast. And I didn't, I didn't. Why'd you want to wait till you were married? You know what's weird is I always thought like I want to be a role model for my kids or Aww. for whatever. And my logic was I'm not going to make my kids do anything. Right. But I'm going to tell them this is possible. I want to tell them you don't have to do what I did, but I need you to know it's not possible. I don't drink. I don't do drugs. And then I always said when I hit 30, that thing is out the window. This waiting till you're married. If I'm not married at 30, I'm out. You're fucking. And then I met oh. my girl and then she was just amazing. And we had this connection. I was like, this is the girl. This felt right. Oh, it's you lost your virginity to your to current my, girlfriend. To my still girl. Both of us. Wow. Actually. <gasps> wow. That's yeah. so special. I didn't know you guys didn't know that. I, I, I knew know that it was your all. first girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know that's who you lost your virginity Wait, to. Yeah. So was the sex good when you first had it? Because 30, I, you kind of feel, it feels like you probably know what you're doing way more than like, you know, 15 my year old Christina. Tells me I'm not. I'm convinced I'm terrible at sex. I'm like, there's no way I'm good at this. This poor girl is just suffering through this. And but she's, she's like, but no, she, you are. She's like, you, I don't know why you keep saying that. Anyway. Stop putting that out there. Because I always make jokes about it. Yeah, but it's hard to know. Like, if you have nothing to compare it to, like the first partner I had sex with, to me that was great. But then I moved on and had much better sex. But if that's the only person I had had sex with, I would have been happy with that because I wouldn't have known any better. Yeah, and you you Does learn. That make you feel- yeah, no, and you learn each other. And sure, like, gosh, I, I I know what I'm good at and what I'm not good at. And what I'm, are you good at? I'm good at with sex stuff. I always take care of her first. See that's her important out. to me. Yeah, always first. You puss. got that. Yeah, one hundred percent. So, have you ever eaten a pussy before her? No. Wow. I hadn't even done that. I hadn't gotten head. I hadn't done anything. Wait, have you touched a pussy? Uh, yes. Okay. This is weird for an for an Indian to talk about. I don't want to be the comic who don't talk about things, but Indians don't talk about this stuff. Oh, really? So, yeah, we don't talk about sex ever. We'll talk about everything else. So, so this is weird for me. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I'm not like I when you said before the pies or anything you don't want to talk about. Sex. I, I was. I didn't want to be like no. See, you know what I mean? But it is like day. oh shit, we're doing it. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. I this this is my first whatever. And then when she, when I told her that, and then I went down on her the first time, she didn't believe me. She was like, "There's no way that was your first time." Oh, you got to get which I was like. Oh. Yes, right. 
Okay. Bitch, that's right. Take that pussy. Wow. Wow. Organized girl. That worked out really well. It did. Wow, you guys must be really close. We're super connected. It's a very intense connection between us. Wow. I love that. And you're older. You're an adult. You're an adult man now. So, like, that's even, like, a more mature love. Yeah. Damn. It was also my first relationship. So, in a lot of ways... I was very immature because mm-hmm. I didn't know anything. Wow. I was open to an arranged marriage. And then I met this girl who was gorgeous and smart and all this stuff. And I was like, all right, this, you know, we, we started dating and it became something very serious very quickly. Wow. But I didn't, I had no relationship experience walking into this. Well, so yeah, of course you'd be open to arranged marriage. If yeah. you were your parents one? like working on one? Yeah, were they like, no, just let us know. No. Oh. And it all worked out. But I was like, mom, what are you doing? Like I'm the only arranged, Indian man. kid that's open to this. And you're just like, nah, I want you to figure it out. Oh, gonna, really? Yeah. Did, did your parents have an arranged marriage? Yeah, my parents wow. didn't meet. My dad didn't know he was getting married until his wedding wedding day what, what? Which is, that's the worst episode he, of <laughs> ever he didn't know oh he was getting married God. until he showed up to the wedding no no no. he was at an so arranged oh, marriages no. back in the day typically you met once and then if the the future husband and future wife were like this is a good match then they just got moving sometimes you didn't meet until the wedding my dad was at another family member's wedding my mom was lived in America and was in India for a very brief window. Mm-hmm. So they met her. The family liked her. My dad didn't meet her. And they were like, this is the girl. Let's do this. So mm-hmm. my dad's at another oh. family member's wedding. And then his two little cousins are like, they come up to him. They're like, you tell him, you tell him. He's like, somebody fucking tell me. And they just say, you're getting married today. But, and that's, that's it. He's getting fitted for clothes on the way to the wedding. Real oh crazy. God. Real crazy. And your crazy. parents are still together? Still together. Do they like each other? Yeah, mostly. <laughs> I mean, that's most marriages, yeah. to be honest. It feels. Well, yeah, my view on arranged marriages is, is it's about the same as a love marriage, which is 50% right. of you really love each other and are right. happy. And then 50% of you, eh. Yeah, take it or leave it. You take it or leave it. And that's, a, you know, it's a 50% divorce rate here, so it's about the same. I was going to gonna say, yeah. the more I am on dating apps, the more I'm like, yeah, arranged marriage kind of sounds kind of nice. I really just like it. You it's pick just, it for me. Yeah, just take all the work out and then I'll make it work. If she wants to make it work, I'll make it work. Wow. But then you made it work on your own. We did make it work and we we go through ups and downs but like at the end of the day we just love each other so much it's like we can't ever just like you know what I mean? Wait, how did you guys meet? Hoboken Comedy Festival. Are you Whoa. fucking serious? <laughs> no. Uh-oh, it's coming out next you. week. Maybe my soulmate's there. <laughs> Yo, mm. I was just like, I had no thought that I was going to meet a girl wild. at the Hoboken Comedy that Festival. Is wild. Why would you think that? That's no a chance. crazy thought. Oh, what a good promotion for Dan Frigolette. He's fucking <laughs> He's jerking off to this his episode right, right now. now. He's yeah, so happy. So I'm next doing, week in Hoboken. I'm doing the Hoboken Comedy Festival and I just do a show in a movie theater. I don't think anything of it. Uh-huh. And then I'm leaving. It was a decent set. Whatever. You know how these yeah. fucking movie theater shows. It's weird. Yeah. And I'm, you're looking up at everybody. You're looking. It's just odd. This yeah. mad far apart. All the seats. Everybody's too comfortable. It's weird. You're yeah, in real life, asleep. not a movie. So people are like, what the fuck is yeah, this? I'm Why standing is in front of the talking? screen like yeah. I'm making an announcement that the projector is down. Yeah, like yeah, you're yeah, about yeah. to do Rocky Horror Picture <laughs> Show. Yeah. Yeah, it's never good when there's a guy in front of the movie screen. It's never good. Like a fucking usher telling you you got to come back next week. But then I'm leaving and I see this girl walking and she's got a not great ass. And I'm thinking, <laughs> this girl might be Indian, and Indian girls don't normally have great asses. Wow. So I have to see what she looks like. So like a okay. fucking creep, I start walking faster. Whoa. And then her creep. sister is with her, of course. And her <laughs> sister is with her. And Because in my mind, when I was single, I was always like, I might ask this girl out. Let me go see what she looks like. And I very rarely did. Very, very rarely. Usually, it met with poor results. But I start <laughs> walking to this girl. I'm like, I'm going to fucking see what this girl looks like. And then as I'm walking, her sister turns around and 
is like, hey, can we get a picture? And I'm like, yeah, bitch, you can get a whole photo album. What do you want? <laughs> I see my girl, we meet, we shake hands, and I think there's like a connection between us. Like she just, the way she's looking at me, it's not like she's madly in love with me, and I don't want, I didn't want to sound arrogant, but I'm like, I think she might also think I'm cute, which is crazy. We Why shake, is that crazy? You are Because she's so hot. I'm like, there's no way. She's like ridiculously attractive. Aww. And... I'm, we shake hands and then I talk to her sister the whole time because I can't look at her. I'm just too oh, like nervous. Aww. And then uh, I don't ask her out. Her sister is a fan of my podcast, followed me on Twitter. And I'm like, this is crazy. No, I had a podcast back then that no one listened to. Uh, she and did. I, she was the one. Brought her <laughs> little sister, my future girlfriend. And uh, wow, I talk to them. God. Don't ask my girl for a number or anything. And then we walk off and I'm like, I'm a fucking pussy. I need to ask this girl out. They go to the bathroom and I'm so like determined to ask this girl out. I'm waiting in the movie theater, like lobby Uh on this couch. And I'm like, I can't ask her out with her sister. That's awkward. But if she comes out of the bathroom before her sister, I am going to ask her out. That's just what it is. And they come out at the same time and I'm mad disappointed. And then I say something super corny. I'm like, all right, guys, keep in touch. As soon as I said it, I'm like, who the fuck says keep in touch? You fucking dork. In a yearbook. I, yeah, oh my Tags. God. Keep in touch. I'm so mad at myself. And then as they're walking down, another comic from the show is walking up the stairs. And he does that thing when a really hot girl walks by where the, your whole face just turns toward the girl. Yeah. And then he makes a face at me. And I'm like, man, fuck. I know. And I think it sounds crazy, but I think that girl might have liked me. And then he goes, yeah, they were both beautiful girls. But that, that one on the left is maybe one of the most beautiful girls I've ever seen. And I'm like, I'm such a fucking loser. I'm so mad at myself. And then this is how crazy I am. I was like, you know what? They said they lived in Manhattan. They might be taking the same bus back that I take. I go get paid ASAP. I literally run, get paid, come downstairs hoping to catch them at the bus. And then I see them waiting outside for an Uber. And I'm like, yo, just take this bus. It'll save you like 60 bucks. It'll get you to the city faster. So we had a 10 minute walk. Another comic was with me. He wingman talking to the sister. Yeah, and good I didn't friend. realize his sister, my, the, my girl was into me. Apparently she was watching the show like, oh my God, he's so cute. <gasps> so her sister was talking to the friend like, okay, you guys can check. Yeah. And she was helping out. And my girl was super cold. She was super underdressed. I had an extra jacket and I had a oh, jacket cold. and a hoodie. I didn't even like she had a cold heart. Oh, no, no, no. She was, she was we we're walking <laughs> Physically outside. Freezing. Yeah, I'm rambling through the story, but we're walking outside. She's like shivering. And so I'm like, you should take my jacket. And she's Aww. like, no, no, don't. And then... Yeah, it wasn't that chivalrous. And uh, her sister is like, take it. And I'm like, that's right, bitch. You took my jacket. Now you owe me a number. In my mind, I don't say anything. In my mind, I'm like, yeah, gotcha. Now you you owe me something. You owe me a number. You owe me courtesy somehow. You know what I mean? Uh, Well, you knew she liked you, but you had the feeling. I had a feeling. I had a feeling. But then we talk on the way back, and then she said, She's nine years younger than me, which I was like, I was 31 at the time. She was 22. And I was like, oh, wow. This is a big gap and this is whatever but then we're talking and then she had just finished like a co-op at goldman sachs and then she had Jesus. another one at johnson and i'm like this girl is super hot she's indian she's smart like you have to do there's nobody oh, gonna come around like this again yeah so i we exchanged numbers and then we texted and then she lived in philly and we were doing distance for like until a year ago wow. so for two wow. years we did distance do you live together we Holy live together crap. now. What was the first time having sex? Was it like, and how far into the relationship? It was a nightmare. It was a disaster. Oh. Like, I didn't know at all what was going on. I, we knew this was the right moment for both of us. When did you tell her you were a virgin? The first, like the second date. 
I yeah. spent a weekend in Philly. She was like, I live in Philly. And I had good friends that lived there, but I was like, I'm in Philly all the time. Mm-hmm. And then I immediately texted my friends, like, oh, I'm coming to Philly yeah. in two weeks. I, got, I have to. <laughs> yeah. But then we, we talked. The first, first date was great. I'm still nervous. I'm like, there's no way this is going to work out. This girl is hot. It's not going to work out. But like, I'm, you know, we're still talking. And uh, then I told her the second time we hung out. And then because she, she told me she was. And I didn't expect. Oh. I didn't think she was. I was like, a girl Were you relieved? Hot. I think a bit. I think when I was younger, I was like, I would like for my girl to also have waited. And then as I got older, I was like, no, who cares? Yeah. And then when I found out she was one, I was like, all right, that's actually really cool that we could, you know, we both really like each other. And if it goes that way, we would be each other's first. And then when we both felt like the moment was right, we did it. And it it didn't, it didn't go well at all. Why? You just. It was, it was fit issues. I couldn't really find it. It was like a whole thing. You couldn't find the hole? But finding it is hard even when you've had sex for a long time. Like I, it's like, I always say it's like when you know when you get in the back of a dark Uber, it's a new car and you can't find the buckle. That's what it's like. Totally. Every no, totally. time. Don't ever feel <laughs> yeah. bad about that. Guys, so don't no. ever feel oh, bad. No. Now, it's, she just handles it. I'm just, when you're ready, you just, you just, you buckle the seatbelt. Yeah, a lot, of t- you know a, I mean? a lot of times guys will hand me their dick and be like, you put it in. And I'm like, I, that's because you can't find it. It's yeah, fine. of course. Of there's course. A, there's a lot going on Any down guy there. trying to sell that as sexy is not, <laughs> it's not. It put is literally. inside you. But, <laughs> I mean, it's a fun line here. If I'm with like an older person in a car, I buckle the seatbelt for them. Yeah. I am just as inept. Yeah. As that older person. Yeah. I need you to buckle for me. Yeah. You gotta handle that. Totally. Yeah, that's respectable. But so I, she put it in for you. you. Well, the first time, again, fit issues. And I, I didn't what know. What do you mean? I assume I'm supposed to be able to find it on my own. Because I, you know. Yeah, I understand that. You know what I mean? And I'm like, and I'm like, what the fuck? I'm freaking the fuck out. I'm like. What, Did you finger her first? Was it? Yeah. No, we had done, we had done everything before that. And then yeah. I was just like. Do, I asked I said do you want to do this for sure and then she she, was, she nodded her head yeah and I was like alright cool I, yeah I wasn't gonna just how I long into dating was it it was pretty quickly it was like the second or third weekend we spent together oh, okay um, but we both knew we were ready already and then we met each other yeah and wow. it was like this is the person to do this with. that's like a great wow and you know what's crazy is I, there was a girl before that like a few years ago and she really wanted to have sex and there's something this is so corny for a dude to say but there was something in me that couldn't do it I was like no this doesn't, doesn't feel, right. feel right doesn't feel right and then this girl the, everything was like this is right this is the one do you feel like as a guy though that you should does it feel corny for you to say that because yeah. dudes should want to have sex all the time yeah and it's just like pussy and that's not true. Yeah. yeah but you know <laughs> but yeah I always wonder like if guy I mean I'm sure that would affect the oh, guy in a, yeah, in a negative ridicule. way that's gotta suck I had to own being a virgin because I knew everybody's gonna make fun of it and they did right. and it's valid and I get like in society that's a weird thing so whatever, but I also, you know, just keep in mind, like, that's going to be really cool if my kids and I have a sex talk, my, I want to marry this girl, we can honestly say, yeah, we were each other's first. Yeah. We waited. So it, it's possible and it was great and you don't have any regrets. I don't have any regrets. I wouldn't take it any other, like. And this was something like you totally had on your, your own, like your own idea to, to wait or, or your my parents. My dad didn't even force me. My dad's sex okay. talk was actually pretty dope in retrospect. Really? He said like. In the Gita, which is, I don't even know if this is true because I read the Gita and I don't remember this part, but it maybe said another Hindu text. He said, they say that um, sex is the closest you can get to heaven on earth, but oh. it only means that much if it's with somebody you care about. 
That's so it makes that's Jordan really nice. somebody I like that. That's which a is a really sex great talk. sex talk. He didn't I tell thought. you where to put it in, though. No, could he it, didn't walk me through any of the mechanics, <laughs> this guy. That's what I'm going to do with my kid. And then you put it in Listen. this hole. <laughs> Not the other one. This hole. I couldn't find any holes. You couldn't find the butthole. It was either. a spiritual <laughs> talk. Yeah. I am shooting darts in the dark at this point. It's Aww. just pitch well, I black. I do think like, a lot of people, and I feel like I'm guilty of this too, they don't have respect for sex. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Meaning like treating it like, no, let's like do it right if you're going to do it. And that's but, wonderful. And that was it. Like I said, initially, like with the slut shaming thing, anti-slut shaming, I was like, I don't respect guys who fuck a bunch of girls. Mm-hmm. Really? I don't think, I understand evolutionarily the biology of it. Yeah. But like a guy who has sex with a bunch of girls is the same to me. I'm not even bullshitting as a comedian who's good at impressions. Cool. That's a <laughs> skill. It's not easy to do. Right. But I don't elevate you in any way in my mind because you fuck a bunch of girls. Right. Right. Cool. Right. You, you can do des- that. That doesn't deserve elevation. Yeah. It's, it's just, not it's, easy. You yeah. can do that. Cool. Yeah, but I don't yeah. think you're cool for it. Well, I think there's different inter- interpretations of anti-slut shaming because I agree. I don't like, I think sometimes it's been misinterpreted as like, fuck as many people as you want. And like, while that is okay, I think it's okay. I That's for not the right really, that's like not what I'm on this podcast like standing up for week after yeah, week. Right. It's more like ownership of your own body, especially as women because we're so often um, told what we can and cannot do with our bodies and how we can dress. So that's what it's more about for me. And I yeah. also shifted... I remember with the Aziz thing, I had a big revelation of like, Mm -hmm. whatever we think of that story, my girl was saying like, sometimes you are uncomfortable as a girl saying, yeah, saying no, you have to feel, you feel like you have to say no, even if you want to. And I was thinking if a girls, if girls were more comfortable saying they wanted to have sex, then we wouldn't have this miscommunication so often. True. Because there's a thing where the guy were like, the the no, I have to respect it as a no, but sometimes a no doesn't necessarily mean no. And that can be dangerous. And if girls were just free to say, hey, I want to have sex. We clear up a lot of that miscommunication. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, I love hearing a lot from female listeners of the podcast that they feel more comfortable like engaging in sex or like hitting on a guy. I always, I think women should hit on men more uh, just because, you We know, love that. <clears throat> yeah. It makes it, our yeah. fucking day. And it, it yeah. feels good. I like hitting on guys. Um, I good mean, when it go, doesn't go well, it's like, eh. But it's like, what's the, okay, Shoot fine. your shot. That's yeah. what they tell guys. It's okay. Shoot your shot. I've gotten rejected so many times. It's okay. Like, it's not that big of a deal. It doesn't feel great. It actually, but, I think, in the long term, makes you better. The more yeah. immune you get to rejection, yeah, the better you are off in life. In anything, yeah, yeah in, in anything. anything. That's great. Wow, but you guys have good sex now. Yeah, we have fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. We, we have we have fun, it's and we've learned each like other. That you're and living together like. too, too though. Like that wasn't like an issue with your families. It's not completely cool with her side of the family. Yeah, because I was like, oh, that's like, so it just seems like, because you're coming from these like traditional Indian families, but then. Her family's more traditional than mine. My okay. mom moved here when she was 14. Okay. So okay. she's like, I get it. And we don't yeah. have real talks about like what my, like if my mom listened to this podcast, I'd be fucking horrified. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? But, oh yeah, she is well, not even going to know this existence. I mean, this, this isn't yeah. for most parents, right. like just kids around. I would be horrified you know? if my True. mother listened. Like okay. my mom Fair listens, enough. but. Uh, that's weird fair enough <laughs> hi but her Dive grandmother down. called me from india and was like you need to marry this girl if y'all are gonna live together mm. and what'd you say to that i basically was like i want to i just want to have more stable income and money yeah. for a ring this year's been pretty rough financially so i was like listen i want to i just need this is the girl i want to marry i just need stable income yeah but she comes from an indian background where it's like you know you do that together that's what you got arranged marriage in India and you figure everything else out, whatever. Oh. So she kind of gets that, but she's also like, whatever, get married, figure it out. Yeah. Get yeah. the marriage taken care of, yeah. which I get. Yeah. But I know my girl wants a nice ring and she wants a nice wedding and she's willing to not 
She's willing wait. to say like, no, she's willing to say, she's willing to say like, I don't need all that if I'm with you, but I still want to give her a ring that yeah. she's proud to have and like all that stuff. Aww. The ring thing, I had to, I don't know. I, I, I've, I've been thinking about marriage traditions a lot lately and the ring, I'm like, I don't know. Buying an expensive ring, I don't know. I mean, I understand it's a sweet gesture, well, but I'm you. like, you know, it doesn't really mean, it's just a, it's a ring. I mean, I, what it symbolizes means so much more than the actual, right. how many carrots? Where'd you get it? How much did it cost? You hear that, baby? <laughs> She's speaking good sense right now. But, but a lot of well, women, people it, have become annoying about it. Though. Yeah, yeah. And I've always, I've always been curious about the women. But there's so many out there that really do value. Like, I want a really nice ring. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like, I would value it. Like, because the thing is, I was against it too. But then my ex James, uh, he was, he's a jewel. It was a jeweler b- before he was like a comic full time. I did and, not know that about James. Yeah, he was a jeweler. He's <laughs> like a registered diamondologist. Like very into it and like really like knowledgeable about it. So he on our first date, I remember kind of like making fun of or like scoffing at like wedding rings and stuff because I knew he was a jeweler and then he like really explained to me like kind of the meaning and you know behind wedding rings and like it is it's like it, it is value in something that's like a jewel but I think it's, it's not about like oh this looks flashy it's about someone taking the time to put away this much money and put this much thought into buying that for you to show how much they care it's not like about like the how it looks finances right right, right. I don't, like i got once he explained it i was like okay i get it i feel better about this now i under i understand but it's still like bastardized by people the way everything is well yeah and here's what i've, I've talked to people who have the big ring or the big wedding or whatever and then they've said to me um one day you're gonna at some point you're gonna say oh i could have put this money toward a house or toward whatever when you're actually married it's like this is business we are you know yeah so i wonder if i spent a ton of money of the ring would at some point would she be like we should just put this toward a bigger house or whatever right what's a good amount of money to spend on a ring three months uh salary oh oh god quarter of my year the government already taken 50 percent yeah damn. and now i had to get 20 percent to 25 percent to a ring Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, that's a lot. Doesn't leave a lot for you. <clears throat> so when both of you met each other's parents, then I take it. Yes. yes. Okay. And do her parents live here? Her parents live here in Philly. Oh, nice. Um, that's her mom close. is. I her mom is saying, and I'm, I'm pretty sure it's going to happen. She's moving back to India to take care of her folks. Oh, okay. Because her parents aren't. They're you know they're getting older. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And that's kind of the oldest um, child's job is to take care of the parents when they get older. Oh. Um. My grandparents have all passed away, so my parents ain't going nowhere. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. And they're both in Texas. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Are you and the oldest child in your family? I am not. My brother is six years Score. older than me. <laughs> yeah. Is he married? Yeah, he worked out. Wow. Oh, I like being the youngest, huh? Is he married? No, he's not married. So oh, okay. that does put extra pressure on me of like, does grandkids, he, Is he dating? On. I don't think so. Oh, okay. Which I, close, huh? I, at this point, I've told him... Well, I don't know if he'd be embarrassed to tell me or something because oh, okay. we've, we've all made it a big deal. I wow. said to him, like, look, man, I don't even need marriage. Just make me an uncle. I don't care how it happens. Yeah, being an aunt is really fucking I fun. Want, it's the I'm, best thing in the whole world. I'm dying to be an uncle. Yeah. I love kids. Yeah. Sounds like the best thing in the world. How many kids? Do you want to have kids? Oh, yeah, I want kids. How many? We talk about this. She says uh, two or three, but she's leaning toward two these days because as she's reading about how hard on the body pregnancy is. Yeah. I'm saying... Give birth to two, adopt one. You know, there's mad kids oh, in India yeah. that need homes. I yeah. would, I would love to do that. Oh, that's such yeah. a nice idea. Yeah. Wow. I would love to do that. Do you guys go on sexual adventures? 
What was the sexual adventure? I don't know, like um, you know, <laughs> going to like a theme park. No, like you know, go to a sex club, go to a strip club, and then fool around afterwards. Go to no, we haven't take done a workshop. Any of that. I don't know. I was like, you didn't really give me those vibes that you were doing. <laughs> you know, I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't even know what a, a sexual adventure entailed. Yeah. Well, for, well, at the beginning, of your relationship was it was having sex. Yeah. And yeah, now, yeah. And, oh, that's I mean, that was an adventure for sure. Yeah, of course. Yeah. It always is. It's a roller coaster. Was ever <laughs> on the table to date someone who was not Indian? Not for me. Mm-hmm. You're just not. You're I'm, not just cur- attracted? I'm curious about that. No, I've no. There's definitely. I'm definitely attracted to women of other races, but I've always thought I'm super proud to be Indian. Mm-hmm. And I think first of all, I always think it looks ridiculous when these guys are like pointing out racism that white people do this and that, and like you know, Indians will do it too. Oh, how can you do this to Indians? We're such victims. I love being Indian, but then they have a white wife, and uh, I always thought the optics of that. I didn't want that for myself. Right. Where, where someone could call me out and be like, you talk all this pro-India stuff and then you got this yeah. Korean wife or whatever. Um, <laughs> look a little weird, right? I agree, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not that you have, not that it's completely fraudulent or whatever, but I just didn't want to, have to deal with that. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And also, I do think we come from a beautiful, beautiful culture. And yeah, growing up, I was never proud of it. I was very How'd ashamed How'd you learn to be proud of it? I think... Honestly, I just dealt with enough racism in Texas that I finally had a revelation where I was mm. like, you are never going to be them. You are white Indian. Pe- white? White people. Yeah, I grew yeah. up around mostly white people. Suburbs, what kind of racism whatever. would you experience? I, after 9-11, it was a little rough. You know, oh, just comments yeah, here and there. Christ, people yeah. egged houses, whatever. It wasn't like, I'm not, my life wasn't in danger. People went through Yeah, worse. but that's still but, yeah, degrading and, and fuck you. And it's, as a kid, you get a little embarrassed. And so you get embarrassed of your culture, the thing that's causing all this. So you're like, right. well, no, I don't want anything to do with that. And they I, just like didn't understand that like, the Indian is not Muslim. Or? No, that was not. That even, was like not even on the table. Like different countries, it's like very I don't think different. We were that nuanced as a country in two thousand two or one, two thousand one. But especially in the south. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Damn, Texas. Right. And then I remember I got my white best friend was driving. We were driving to St. Louis, and in Calera, Oklahoma, a cop pulled us over took him Oof. out of the car and then he started questioning me in the passenger seat about whether or not I had drugs in the car Man. or whatever all this stuff and this was at the time there was a PSA that said basically if you buy drugs you're helping fund terrorism well oh I don't know if you guys, there was a PSA that was going on I was it's, in eighth grade when 9-11 happened so, so I yeah like, I was in 11 to 12 I'm, I'm a little older but they were saying that like if you buy drugs you fund terrorism and then oh, six God. months later this cop is my white friend is breaking four laws no, he had no shoes on, which I think was illegal. He didn't you have can't insurance. Drive those shoes? Yeah, that is illegal. It's 100 percent illegal to drive barefoot. S- speeding, didn't have his re- required uh, glasses on. Cop just pulled glasses. him out and then questioned me. Yeah, this guy's supposed to be driving and glasses. And he didn't get yeah. any flack for any of that shit. He just he sat him in the police car and then was like, "Why Jesus. is your friend so nervous?" And to my two shouts to Peter, to my best friend's credit, he had my back. He goes, "He knows what you're doing, man. He knows yeah. where he is. Like he understands what's happening. That's why he's nervous." And I, I will always admire him to this day for that. Because it would have been easy to be like, oh, yeah, I'll talk to him, you know? Right. Yeah, but right. we're in the middle of nowhere in Oklahoma. Yeah. And I that moment was like a real, like, I was angry for a long time. I was going to say, that I would imagine that would really, that would really fucking infuriate me. And I can't, yeah. And were, I, yeah were you, you angry while the cop was doing it because you recognized what was happening? At first, I was just thinking, if I act, this is a weird thought, but I was at first, I was defiant. And I was like... I almost got out of the car. I was like, search the car, man. And then I was yeah. like, oh, you know what? Maybe if I act nervous, he'll feel bad for what he's doing and he'll not give my friend a ticket. I understand that. Yeah. Which didn't work at all. It just yeah. made me look suspicious. But I remembered that. And then I was angry for a while. And I was real like racist for a while. Like yeah, I made white jokes and whatever. And because that was the moment I realized you are never going. You are always going to be different. Mm. 
But the good thing that came out of that is eventually you grow up and you learn people are people and there's shitty ones and there's good ones everywhere. Yeah. But also, I was like, you are from a place that you have to embrace. Learn to embrace. And then as I started to embrace it, I was like, oh, this is a beautiful culture. Oh, Indian culture there's is a lot amazing. of beauty here. And mm-hmm. it, then I, that's when I got more and more. I think I overcompensated early on being like super, super militant. But now I'm still like incredibly proud of it. And my thought is I want to have Indian children. Yeah. Because if I had any other option, and the world is changing, so maybe this is antiquated thinking, but growing up in Texas back then, if I had any option to embrace another culture, I would have. I would have really? shunned Indian culture. I did, full Indian. Well, yeah, because, but I just well, because no it was used against to embrace you. It. Exactly. And that's such a baseless reason to to, to get on somebody or to, to bully somebody. I and mean, and it was, and it was fucked always... up. But in the end, I'm thankful for all the racism because eventually I had to confront my culture and learn this is a beautiful place you're from with a lot yeah. of a lot of beauty in it and you should embrace that you yeah and then you and your girlfriend can share that together and we d- and i love that we share that i love that like you know she says bonnie which means water in hindi she's like can you give me bonnie i just love little things like yeah. that that we share that yeah and i don't have to explain anything and she gets it and i get it and i just i really am I'm, that's a valuable part in yeah, your partnership yeah. oh you guys are fucking cute oh thank you thank oh my you. god yeah, i'm so happy don't for get you. it twisted the fights are re- indians are also crazy so the <laughs> fights are crazy really oh like italian people are, honestly italians, get italians in I love italy it. We're like Italians Yo. in Italy crazy. Like, what kind of fights? Wow. Oh, just, I'm crazy. I'm insecure. She's insecure. Then when those collide and we don't, yeah. we've gotten much better. Yeah. As we've, we did couples therapy. We both are in individual therapy. So like things have gotten much better in terms of communicating. Yeah. But especially my first relationship, I don't know what's normal, what's not. I don't know how to communicate things. Yeah. I don't know about nuanced conversations. And you have to learn how to fight with each other. And that is something, knock on wood, there's ups and downs. You know, it seems like good periods and bad periods or whatever. But like, I think we're getting a much better grasp on how to communicate. That's wonderful. I could never say what I wanted for like two years. Really? I had, because I was always like, well, what if she gets upset? And then we She'll have a fight. You. And I hate fighting. I hate fighting. Oh, uh, why? So I just, I, I saw fighting go very poorly a lot growing up. So yeah. I was like, I don't want that ever. Yeah. So let's just always get along. You want something, I'll do it. And that would that's going to create resentment in and, you because you're never asking for what you want. It creates resentment, but then it's also, I, at some point I was like, I'm resenting something that I've never presented as an option to her. Right. So, so as I started saying, like, listen, I, I want to partner in these tough times for this and this and this and communicating what I wanted, she met it beautifully. And I think it's great as she's growing older, she's also like maturing a ton. And like, it's just becoming knock on wood, this beautiful thing of like, right. she, I'm learning the things she wants. She wants protection sometimes. And I'm learning like how I can protect her while still saying, look, I want to partner. I need a partner here. I'll protect you here. Yeah. I'll handle this. And then when it comes to this thing where I want partnership, let's be partners. Yeah. Well, I would say there's also like that age gap is like, you know, something oh, it's to be. significant. Feel. Yeah. And, and you know, you're, you're going to change so much from, you matter when she was 22, like the change you go through from like 22 to 30 is yeah. like probably the Very biggest drastic. change that you'll go through in your in adult your entire life. life yeah. 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 It's a really Damn. important time. Yeah. <sighs> That's really cool. Thank you, man. And I, it's cool to say like, listen, we've, I, I would like to, this idea of like always saying amazing things about her. She's amazing. But like we had some shit times, but I'm so proud of the fact that we loved each other enough to stick with it. Yeah. It means a lot when you work on a relationship like that. It just, yeah. it means, it, it makes you respect the relationship more and the person more. And then you're like, oh, we can do, we can handle anything. Yeah. And like, it's just a more intimate thing. And like, I don't know if I'm going to find another girl like this. Like all the things I said I wanted my whole life, I got in this girl. Yeah. And That's so, incredible. Yeah. So, and you saw you first saw her ass. 
Uh, and first you thing knew, I noticed was that she had that tumpera. I noticed that. She had that turkey. I said, who is this? Who is this walking like this? But question, like, so has it ever come up? Like, is she comfortable, like, knowing that, like, you might be, like, the only person? I know you guys are both, but, like, you also have, like, a lot more time to kind of, like, be out there, be dating. Like, being so young and getting into, like, a relationship, has she ever voiced any concerns about that? I don't think so. Not that, I I mean, maybe she inwardly has thought that. Right, yeah. Which is a natural thought, and I wouldn't be mad at it, but, like, I don't think so. I never hold around and, like, I look at this girl and, at you know, I, I was at a certain point, I was like, this is the girl like mm-hmm. you know, yeah oh there and then my even my girl said it like you don't have to be a hundred percent sure about marriage i get a guy having doubts and even that was cool to That's hear normal. from a, from another one from my girl was cool to hear right. like oh you don't have to be and then at a certain point, it's like, listen, you're going to have doubts, but this is, is this the girl or is this not? And this is the girl. Yeah. And that's a great, that's great mm-hmm. that you said that. Cause I feel like those doubts can really plant seeds that later on will hatch. And you're like, this is not good. Yeah. It's, you start looking to know at that red it's flags okay, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Then it's fine. Yeah. Do you get, do you ever feel like, um, too much pressure that the guy has to get the ring and the guy has to propose no, I believe in some gender rules. Like yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I do. Like I think this, these things have a certain place. Certain, some of them, I'm like, this is stupid. And some of them, I'm like, I get it. Yeah. And I get. I used to tell my sisters and cousins, like, if a guy makes less money than you, you don't need that. I used to tell them, yeah. like, at a certain point, it's gonna become an issue. You might think it's not. You think it's cute now, but when you're 30, <laughs> 40, and your friends are all chirping in your ear and they're doing you're this and that, wrong. and yeah, and <laughs> I actually wonder if it's probably tough for y'all because y'all probably make good money. Yeah. And that's for a guy that can be intimidating. And then for yeah. y'all, it could be an issue at a certain point where it's like, I just wish that, you know, certain things like I wish that that could be okay. I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of guys that would be totally fine with it. My brother always says, he's like, oh, I'll take a sugar mama any day. That's right, fine. Right, I don't right. give a shit if someone yeah. makes more money than me. I would love that. Right. But yeah, I, it's, it's, it can, it's kind of frustrating because I, I do agree. I think some gender roles are what help a relationship function and you kind of having a role in a relationship is helpful. Because, I mean, yeah. I don't know. I, I personally, I like it. But uh, yeah, I, yeah, I always wondered if guys like the, the, it's all the onus is completely on them for the marriage i mean obviously the girl has to say yes and want to do it but like you have to execute it you have to pay for the ring you have to yeah and there's there's i mean listen i'm not i'm i'm gonna be like you how much do you really need to spend on a ring obviously but like i get again i feel like some of the gender roles are fucked and some of them evolved for certain reasons and then like i took i was pre-med in college obviously i was supposed to be a doctor but (laughs) I, i took an evolution class and then that kind of so many things I understood about human nature after that of like really? the woman needing protection and like, yeah, the foundation of evolution is this thing called genetic investment, right? You guys probably know this. I don't. You're, Please educate me. Women are not. born with a certain number of eggs. That's all that you get. I knew. Yeah. Yeah. Men, sperm means nothing to us. Right. Ge- like ge- genetic That's cost. why you jizz on everything. The couch. Uh, yeah. And if you don't nut, it, it just gets out. Like if you don't have sex for a couple weeks, yeah, you'll, you'll just, come in your sleep. In your sleep. It just has to get out. It means right. nothing to us. So women are naturally very protective of their eggs. Hmm. Like I'm not giving this to just anybody. And men are like, no, I want to give this to everybody. It means nothing. Also, Seed for all. The, uh, well, yeah, yeah, the other thing he said is uh, my biology teacher told me on the first day he said that and then he said mama's baby papa's maybe which means if you guys have a baby you know it's yours for all of history up until about 15 years ago if a man had a baby he just has to trust that it's his because it kind of looks like him mm, you wow. never know so never really thought of that. because of that a guy's like well let me just try it my sperm means nothing I never really know if it's my child mm. my offspring let me just fuck everything and women are like listen I know this is my offspring because it's coming out of me, but I also don't get that many chances to reproduce. 
having a baby's a it's a huge toll on my body so i've got to select the best man for me yeah mm-hmm. and that's where so much of this stuff comes from yeah all, all the all that 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 you know evolution stuff and like the urges and where urges come from i'm a guy's thing to spread a seed I'm, a part of me is like yes obviously i understand that's true because i see that in real life unfolding but i'm like i can't change it I mean, yeah. oh it can it's just we are evolved this way and then we can change it from here right this is wh- how why it is this, this way the right now we're born with though. yeah this is how we got to this point where we go from here is on us but yeah. this is how we got to this point point. and right. there's also confusion i think between like uh being like a quality and like being the same like men and women can be equal without being the same like yes men and women agree. are different and like to say that they're not is like doesn't make sense yeah, yeah it's it's just like a little bit weird like you can't actually rate like you that's why it's like confusing like i'm just gonna raise my kid genderless it's like all right that kid's gonna be weird then <laughs> i mean I, yeah i agree I mean, you know so well, let, yeah let them kind of yeah you want to be able to choose your own things and you don't want to like you know but like i said like i've talked about many many times about like my household growing up like we didn't make a big deal out of it but like one day my brother asked for a doll like a baby like a like a baby doll right, right, right. and my parents just fucking bought it for him it wasn't like a big sit-down discussion we didn't like hold his hand and like <laughs> you know she just got him a doll yeah. and then he grew up and he's fine everything's regular yeah, yeah. Like, you know like, it's not yeah that's to me yeah just have you step a on a child's instincts it's like oh you're telling them that you shouldn't be the way you yeah, actually if you want a are. doll get a doll cool yeah that mm-hmm. doesn't make you less of a man i want whoever my sister the same sister i want his man to make a lot of her man to like make a lot of money i also want him to be good with kids yeah get a doll growing up cool be good with kids that's yeah. important did you have a doll growing up i didn't i didn't oh, i had gosh, an older brother really so maybe out. that made me but i was very like even though I'm the scrawniest can't fight dude on earth, I was very dude role. Like I played sports with friends and like I love football and all that stuff. Yeah. I was very that that role. Like, Do you watch porn? I try not to. Really? I, so I don't really, yeah. Why do you try not to? I just don't think it's like the healthiest thing and I don't know. You have your- a lot of like willpower. Like, so you don't you don't drink. You don't have you. You've never drank or done drugs. I have drank a couple times in my life. The last time was when I was nineteen. So it's been wow. fifteen years. And you I like had it. two shots of Jack Daniels. Oh boy! Oh boy! And I got buzzed for sure, and it was fun. Uh, but then I remembered it was New Year's Eve. I was with my friends, and they were my best friends. They were like, "Listen." At some point, you're probably going to drink in college. Just do it with us. And somehow that worked on me. <laughs> but I got buzzed. And then I remember the end of the night, I had sobered up. And I, that was the most fun part of the night. I don't oh. remember what. I was dying laughing at something. It was so whatever stupid thing, we were just interacting. I was dying laughing. And I remember thinking, if that's the most fun part of the night, then I don't have to drink. So why wow. don't I just not? You I wish you would talk to every audience member we've ever had at our shows. Because uh, that yeah. was people are terrified really of being present in the moment and having to experience a moment. And that's why drinking. Uh, yeah, happens. but I understand that like on a date, but like at a comedy show, that's the one place where I, I mean, would feel very comfortable. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, sure. I get hammered before dates. <laughs> not hammered. But shot, shot, I will shot, have shot. a glass of like wine because it's so ugh, it's just so uncomfortable. You guys are training an entire generation on how to be comedy fans. And it makes me so oh, happy. Oh, thank you. That means a lot so to us. So happy. Because it, it, it really. love kicking people out, telling people to shut the I fuck kicked up. A, I kicked a guy out oh, of the show. I'm not, and I don't like kicking people out is never fun. I'd rather not do it. It's but, uncomfortable. But yeah. man, man, oh man. I can't wait to be I big said, enough you to kick go. people out. <laughs> you, you never kicked someone out of like a regular. like Because if they're disturbing the show everyone around I've them kicked people out in regular clubs like new york comedy club i've kicked someone out i was I've like never. you gotta go you gotta I've go never. i don't have the the um balls 
I'm like, but well, so do don't you, get rid of me. So how so how do you deal with hecklers then? If someone's being like, the drunk, obnoxious ones are the ones I cannot. I have zero tolerance. It's for. my birthday. I try to talk to them at first. What I've so the first place I came up in New York was the Village Lantern, which you guys know. Oh, I love that. If place. anybody it, before it was even worse, it was downstairs, yep. dark basement, yep. fucking creepy. Yeah, you would just get a lot of terrible people in there. Yeah. So I learned the difference between someone who's trying to mess up the show and be mean and cutting and someone who's just having too much fun yeah and the second the latter is annoying yeah but i, I not, can't get that mad at it i get course. frustrated but like i'll try to talk and i'll be like listen man you gotta quiet down i get you're having fun but like it's just it's fucking everything up for other people yeah so if you can and then if they can't i still wouldn't feel right kicking them out but like i'll just get frustrated and try to make jokes about it whatever yeah, yeah. but then the guy that's trying to be a dickhead will go will like I, 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 in my mind, I can fight on stage. I'll yeah. die on that stage. So well, like, you we'll got go the mic, man. You yeah. can say, and you got the power of 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 the word. So in, in my mind, that's my verbally. home, and I will die defending my home. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I get that. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah. <laughs> so I try to discern, and you can usually tell when someone's trying to be a dickhead, and when someone is just drunk and obnoxious. If I was you guys, and I they're coming to see me, especially, I'd be like, listen, man, if you quiet down, yeah. whatever, and then they're still doing it, yo, I might say one more time, you're gonna have to go. I'm sorry. Yeah. But I would definitely be okay being like, listen, man, you got yeah. it. Yeah. And that gave him like seven chances. Yeah. So. Well, that's like, why okay. it's so. It's like it's like it like actually like it, like you know it doesn't hurt my feelings in a regular show if someone's talking. Like I am not like oh my god, someone's not enjoying my art. Like I don't care about that. <laughs> but like when it's someone who comes to our show and then just actively ruins it, it's like. What are you doing? That's it hurt. That's like hurtful. <laughs> yes. I, I yeah. get it, but I think like what the they, fuck? They, they must not understand though. I, I guess I right? think they also we've given we've empowered people too much and they think everything's a conversation and it's not. And that's the thing. <laughs> I think they feel like you guys are friends. Yeah, we're well, not. Of course. Well, you know, it's <laughs> no. Nope. I mean, we might be. No. I might be friends. With, I don't oh, know. You know, man, I love that. God but it's damn like it, a, y'all are great. It's a one-way intimate relationship. Right. Like emotionally intimate relationship, one way. Yeah. I'm like well, a big sister who calls sometimes. I think that's like <laughs> that's like what I. I'm like the one who's always there, maybe a little too much. <laughs> like I got oh, into fuck. drugs and moved away, but I care. Oh my god, that's so funny. <laughs> that's how I feel. Have myself. you ever got Akashi? Have you ever gotten in trouble for um, saying something about your girlfriend on stage? She's pretty cool about it. There's been one or two times, and I honestly don't remember what I said or what the incident was. Yeah. But there's definitely been one or two times where she's like, "Yo, why do you have to do?" But she's pretty cool about me saying and I, I'll definitely make fun of her on stage on my own <laughs> podcast like I try to be fair about Rip it her apart. I don't, I don't want to be like my girl sucks but right. I try well, to funny. nuance have a nuanced view of listen I love my girl but blah 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 yeah. and I whatever she does relationships this thing are, are both. it's a three dimensional thing yeah. and I want to present all three dimensions and be like I'm also crazy and so this this and this yeah. but like I, I want to present an honest view of a relationship there yeah yeah and I think that's important, especially if this weird thing I have of always trying to be like a role model or whatever. Again, that's what I was saying. Like, I love that my girl and that's I have made weird, it. That's not weird. That's a great thing. Yeah, it's odd that I think about it so much. You do think about it a lot, it seems. I do. It's weird. It's Does always it in my mind somewhere. It used to... Now, not really, actually. Oh, that's I good. I think I used to like really love it, and now I'm like, it's a little weird. A little bit of a role model. Post-therapy, I'm like, this is a little weird. Why you <laughs> need that so much? Well, did you have a role model? Uh, my uncle, my... my uh, He's not even blood related to me, but this guy was like my second father. I yeah. used to spend every holiday at his house. His co- his son and daughter and I are all close, my cousins. Oh. Um, but he like, I remember there were times he would just take me out. Like he would not go with his son or daughter and he would take me out to like a movie or whatever. Yeah. And he just, 
no blood relation to me whatsoever, but he was always who I was like, that's never preached to me about what a man should be. But he just showed me. As I got older, I was like, everything about this dude is a man. Wow. He works incredibly hard. He's a doctor. He's great with his kids, spends time with his kids, barely like has a glass of wine every once in a while. Like just everything about discipline, working out, funny. He's the guy that made me a comedian. He just disagrees wow. with everything. He's brash, <laughs> but doesn't apologize for it. But like just a good man. So and showing that's, not think, telling. That, yeah, that's, showing that's not what's telling. Yeah, showing not telling. And I think that's why I want to pay that forward so much. Wow. Because I feel like my life has changed because of this guy. Wow. That's amazing. And, I, and I'm really thankful for it. Like, I get emotional sometimes thinking about all the stuff he's done for me. So I'm like, I need to pay that forward. Yeah. So that's why I want to present a three-dimensional view of a relationship. It's like, yeah, my girl and I fight. Yeah, mm. sometimes I think she's a pain in my ass. <laughs> but I also love her intensely and... You, if you have a relationship, you don't have to just throw it away because you see something you don't like or whatever. Right. Like if this is the girl, fight for it. And it is, it is funny that the closer you can get to somebody, the mo- more intense the fights can get. But then, like in a second, you're both like, "All right, you want to go get lunch? Okay." And like you can just kind of. We're go. just now getting there. Oh, okay, <laughs> you weren't there yet. Before it's always <laughs> you had to see. There's it. a lot of smoothing out. And yeah. like my temper, I don't get mad as often, but when I get mad, it's crazy. Really? Crazy. Well, I have a bad temper too. What is I mean, yours? I'm, How does I'm, your I'm like yelling, pacing around, and I'm just like, who? <laughs> There's a voice inside of me that's like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. Well, it's the angry. Yeah, Akash. and it's and it only happens if you when I really like. How do you get? How I, do you? I love poke this girl because you care. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, a lot of it before was I wouldn't say anything, and things would build and build and build, and that's yeah. on me. And I had to really assess and be like. Man, if you just fucking speak up sometimes, you know what I mean? You can probably nip a lot of this in the butt. And I'm just now getting better at like being like, all right, cool. I get what you're saying. I also need this. Or like, can we also do this? Yeah. Before I was so terrified of the fight, I would just, yeah, I don't want to. She might get mad. I don't want to. Let's just not. I'll just suck it up. And and that's unfair to you and her. It's unfair to me. It's unfair to her. Yeah, it's just stupid. What do you guys fight? Like, what are your fights about? Anything in particular? (sighs) I think miscommunication is most fights probably at the end of the day. Um, that's what I can think of now. There's times I've gotten jealous, like very rarely, but when I get jealous, I get mad jealous, and that's really. When is the time you've gotten jealous? Like over what? I'm curious. Weird, crazy stuff. Like, well, he looked at a guy. Yeah, stuff like that. Like, (laughs) not 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 that that petty, but like I build the narrative in my head. Oh yeah. Which normally she got. You guys know David Barton. Yeah, the gym guy. He's like the gym guy. He's yeah, like the guy with the gym. Yesterday, on we're walking into the train and he's leaving the subway station. Oh, you and my know man, him by his face. Full one eighty checked her out. Yeah, I work out. At, I used to work out at his gym, so oh, I would okay. see him around. He stopped. <laughs> Turned his entire body around, checked her out. Damn, and I your thought, girl's hot. I thought, you know, I, I, and that's what I told her. I, I thought it was hilarious. I was like, you know how fucking hot you are? This guy Aww. works out at a gym all the time. Didn't bother me at all. But there's times like, I think I've, I've had situations where like, you know, I, I lost a girl I liked because this and this and this happened. And um. so I go into that. I built that narrative once or twice. And then I got like crazy jealous or whatever. Building this entire narrative that doesn't exist. Yeah. So again, communication and talking is like, just getting out in front of things is so fucking hard, but so fucking it's, important. It's scary. It's terrifying yeah, a little bit. Making yourself vulnerable sucks. Yeah. Oh my God, I know. But also ah. being jealous, like, you know, not to make you more crazy, but like it doesn't help because like if you're going to lose the girl, you're going to lose the girl. And that's <laughs> why I normally yeah. don't. Normally if a guy checks out my girl, I'm like, whatever. If she yeah, is, she's hot, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't care. But, but sometimes like a little jealousy is like, oh, you care. But, yeah, you know. I think she. I think she likes a little jealous. It's weird. Yeah, well, yeah. There's a hint of it, but I mean, it can go overboard real quick, real fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Has so she ever gotten words. jealous? 
She gets jealous. Yeah. She gets jealous. She'll admit, I like, jealous. I get jealous. Yeah. But not, like, she gets it's jealous more often, deal with. but I, when I get jealous, I get more jealous. It's happened, like, twice in the relationship, maybe. But I've gotten, it's been a thing. What's and the worst for, time you got jealous? What happened? That, yeah, that was probably the one where, like, I just Dave built Barton? this narrative in my head. No, no, no. Dave Barton was, is still awesome to That's me. That's hilarious. It's, it's still so the funny. dopest thing my to me. My best friend used to work at that gym. He was, like, a he did sales at David Barton. Really? <laughs> yeah, so he knows David Barton, too. Well, listen. Tell him that he <laughs> thought. I love tell David. him I'm honored he thought my girl was I hot enough to call 180. story. <laughs> it's so funny. This little jacked motherfucker just stops. Was he, like, a pit bull? Yeah. Stocky. He can't even really. He has to turn his whole upper body because <laughs> he's so, like, his neck is so big big and just to see Aww. that it was so funny um but yeah that's like if the main time one time i built like a whole narrative in my head and i started yelling and i was like if you, if you want to go and then like two days later when i finally calmed down, i took like a f- full two days and i was like that's so fucking embarrassing that i did that oh yeah. my god yeah what is that was such an ugly thing to come out of me what was that yeah that everybody has that in yeah and then you learn like i still get really embarrassed by times i've lost my temper or whatever but like you gotta stop you can't do that either because then it just gets worse oh man when you get in your own head about it and start beating yourself up about how yeah. you how you react or interact with people it's just a spiral of oh, bad no good comes from that she'll and then you start like, hating yourself and then you're that guy that's yeah. seething in the corner she, she's good about being like relax all right it's it happened things happen but like yeah. i'm like no no that shouldn't happen whatever i go yeah <laughs> did you uh did you masturbate as a youth yeah how hand how'd you know how to do it <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so so some guys hump pillows, they put their dick in between oh, no, the mattress no, no, and the no, box no. spring or something. I went hand. Hand. Yeah. 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 That's fun. I just love the discomfort that you get anytime. It's uh, really my whole body is like, Ugh! Oh really? We're talking about this, yeah. Do you masturbate in your relationship? Because really it's hard to get have time. Yeah, it's hard to have together. time. It's yeah, when you're living together, it's hard to have time. Yeah, I, I'm constantly it. just all over her. I mean, uh, I'd be me too in her a good amount. Yeah, I mean, my careful girl be, what you say. My girl be getting me too. She be catching <laughs> mild like me too's constantly. Fifty minutes ago, you're like, I don't want to say <laughs> anything. Anybody? I don't want the She's gonna have my back. She knows. She'll. That's a good <laughs> well, thing. It is a, with, with relationships though. Like Steven needs to come up and just grab my ass, and I'm like, I'm like, sometimes I'd be like, ugh. I but won't. Then other times yeah, I'm like, I, I, I won't necessarily just grab whatever. But I'm constantly I don't like mind. always trying to make out with her or whatever thing. Yeah, whatever, just like. I'm all over. She's like, sometimes she's like, yo, give me some space. And I'm like, nah, I don't want to. I'll do it, but I'm very reluctant about it. I hate it. <laughs> How often do you guys have sex? Probably we, a lot. We try to be pretty regular. And I, I, I really try start to be to pretty get, regular. We, at least, we go at least once a week. Did and you schedule it? No, we never oh. schedule, but like I'm, I'm, I'm pretty focused about it. Like the way David Barton is about. <laughs> I, I don't deny. The way I don't David that. Barton needs to lift weights. <laughs> you like gotta his, have that level of dedication is me trying to have sex with my girlfriend. Okay. Have, have you one of you ever denied the other? Has that happened yet? Oh, I get denied all the time. Yeah. Do you ever deny her? Uh, no. No, not really. And if you did, man, I feel that like be if pretty... I did, it would be an issue. Oh, I man. do feel like if I did, it would be an issue. It, she's weird... lucky I'm as horny as I am, quite frankly. Otherwise, yeah, it would be so de- demoralizing. <laughs> she's lucky I'm so attracted to her. Otherwise, well, I've gotten rejected. I had gotten rejected once by my ex uh, when I went to have sex with him. He didn't want to. And I was so offended. And then I was like, Christina, you gotta fucking relax. Yeah, because you guys do it to us all the time. I reject him all the time. Yeah. 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 yeah, It's a constant rejection. And then you forget, like, oh, yeah. It's just wearing down of defenses. You just constantly, you know what I mean? I just wait for my <laughs> moment. Just wear it down. <laughs> You're just, Akash is just hiding in the corner. <laughs> I'm like, is she horny yet? <laughs> oh, my God. No, there's no hiding. I'm asking. Do you ever get That's boners nice. when you don't want to? Not is as that- much now, but when you're a kid, yeah, constantly. Constantly. Wait, do you have like an embarrassing boner story? 
I don't. Luckily, that's good. probably my dick's not big enough to really get embarrassed, but uh, to really be noticeable, probably. No, Stop bragging. I, I don't. I just think it's hilarious. Every guy brags about how big their dick is, and I just love bragging, like saying I'm horrible at sex. It it's is so funny, funny to say it, yeah. To just own the opposite. Yeah. Um, if you're bragging about your big dick, I'm like, isn't that big? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it on. is. It is. No, 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 no. No one would brag about no, it. No, no, no. I, uh, I have a friend who used to always joke around about having a big dick and then I heard that he actually did and now I call it out and he gets so uncomfortable. Now I'm like, yo, this dude got a big ass dick, guys. Yo, and he gets so uncomfortable. <laughs> he's now, he's like, people can hear you. Yeah, that's the fucking point. I know, it's so funny. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I, don't ha- I don't think I have like an embarrassing, I think I was always able to maneuver out of getting caught with the boat like i would never get i never got called up in class or whatever oh that's good okay yeah, I I feel like that, that moment. if i was a young man and then that happened that would re- probably really scar me it's like the equivalent of bleeding all over the the school seat the seat that you're at your desk like oh, over yeah. and then you get up and you're like yeah. no yeah yeah, yeah. my girl's annoying. first period was like were you in there? a doctor's yeah, office she's, she was telling me at a doctor she got her, her period at a doctor's office doctor. she was with her dad is all I know oh boy and me then, too when I got mine <laughs> he said something like did you sit on paint and then <gasps> and oh, then dad. she said no and he just goes oh shit oh. and then and then he uh, then dad he, accept my body well he had two daughters so it wasn't okay, like he, knew, he was yeah. disgusted he was just right. like oh fuck it's happening I now gotta go get you don't have the tampon it was just you the whole didn't thing. sit in paint yeah, silly yeah. me oh my yeah. gosh here we go oh I have a question so you, you you make comments about like being a, like a little guy so like guys and being short like what's how tall are you why is I'm five, that seven. why is that what's the what's the thing I with didn't, that I don't think i have a little man complex probably a little no no you, you don't you don't you seem to really own it and i think people could learn a lot from you i always just thought i was t- this is weird all my friends my whole you life have been like tall? six two and like all my roommates in college were six two and i never felt shorter than them in my mind i was like what they're like an inch taller than me yeah like i didn't I, until i see like a there. picture of us or we're standing near a reflection somewhere and i'm yeah, like Yo, and you're down fuck. to their knees like andrew and i are homies and in my mind i'm not that much shorter than andrew he right. is seven inches taller than me. <laughs> right. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, you have the same thing that I have when I look at like a Victoria's Secret model. I'm like, oh, we're almost <laughs> like the same. same if body I just like, lost like five pounds and like pop this zit, like I'm pretty much. But that's how you should carry thing. yourself. A hundred percent. It makes life so much easier. But I feel like guys don't more so than girls. That it, really, it, shows, uh, it shows when you meet them. Like in their attitude and how they interact. Yeah, with, you're probably with right. Straight. But I didn't realize it was such a big deal. Like a lot of girls, short is just a deal breaker. I think five it seven is, is the lowest so acceptable height. Yeah, I think five you're what? I think pe- five seven. I uh, think people are missing out on so many great people because yeah. they care about height. Again, yeah, honestly, though, too tall is like oh, I gotta reach up there. Again, though, I get it on an evolutionary level. Like this guy can yes. protect you. Like for the nine months you're vulnerable it's and you're m- pregnant or whatever. Stocky is more important yeah, in protection. I'd rather have a David Barton. Height. There's yeah, a lot of hook you up. skinny <laughs> tall guys who can't fight for shit. Yeah, that's true. I guess skinny just, tall doesn't necessarily work. You no, know, your logic is right, but I think yeah. there's just a feeling that you yeah. can't understand evolutionarily. It's like, oh, yeah. this guy protects me better. But yeah, you're right. That's logically. so annoying. Short guys tend to make more money because we're overcompensating or whatever. Oh, is but that? Like, oh, really? I think that's a real yeah. thing. That's a fun little fact. Most I also heard short guys short. are better in bed. I've heard that. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> Be honest with you. Oh, okay. <laughs> probably a myth. <laughs> Us in big feet. That's, that's just trying to make me feel better. <laughs> Oh, the oh big feet gosh. thing. Oh I never, God. I never got any proof of that big feet thing. Oh, really? Yeah, I've had guys with huge dicks and their feet were kind of tiny. Oh, so that's what's up. Size eight and a half over here. <laughs> that's not bad, though. 
That's not like tiny, tiny. Yeah, yeah, I used yeah. to work at a shoe store. That's like pretty, like pretty regular. Oh, Yo, you girls are the best. <laughs> I used to work at Forever Twenty One. Uh. Michael worked at Abercrombie Kids. No, oh, nice. it smells so nice in there. I don't know it the does. kids one, but do the, the adult kids, one smells have, great. Do they have Abercrombie Kids cologne? They probably would. Probably not. They can't. that's crazy. I mean, it but is. little girls have uh, <gasps> perfumes what? in like the Disney little store. Girls? Disney. I had oh. I had a Princess Jasmine perfume and I loved it because it smelled like a grape Dimetap. That's cute. Oh, and that's which is cute. my favorite scent in the world. Grape Dimetap. Grape uh, smells so good. I love fake grape. Fake grape. Something about fake that. Grape. It's lo- so yeah. good. I would like. I would pretend. I would be like. <laughs> I think I need some Dimetap. Like I love. Like <laughs> Me it didn't. Too. It didn't help anyway because like Robitussin actually helps. Dimetap is just a treat. Robitussin tastes like feet though. That <laughs> yeah, shit is it's terrible. It's gross. Whatever the Dimetap people need to have a meeting with the Robitussin people and trade secrets and like have the the workings <laughs> of Robitussin, but the taste, taste of Dimetap. Like it's possible. Oh, it's got. I it. know it's possible. One of my final questions is: I, I am. I I think it's so interesting. I never lived with a boyfriend before until Stephen, and we lived together for a total of six years. And yeah. it's interesting. I had a bit about it on. I don't do it anymore because it feels fake because I don't live with them anymore. But uh, about how when you live with another human being, you will see another person do things that you like never even imagined, like gross things. Because you're that's where you live. You're not trying to hide who you are. You know what I mean? Have you guys had, has she like ran into you while you're like doing something weird or gross or vice versa? I think maybe because we did distance, we would always stay with each other for a little bit. Yeah. So I think a lot of that, it was almost easier when we moved in together. Because now she knows like, I'm coming home at the end of the night yeah. and like so in a That's, lot of and we've, nice. we've experienced a lot of the weird nuances whatever I will say I'm more comfortable farting around her now like she don't really appreciate that I used to never <laughs> now she I just be What's forgetting I'm so comfortable with her though that I just forget that I farted and she's there you know what I mean? You like you she just always she's around there. now. It's not a thing when she's well, not, right. That's why you see each other anymore. do things. Yeah. You can't. It's you can't really keep each other on their, your toes when you when you live together. It's it's hard because it's like that's exhausting. You know what I'm I mean? Telling you, I'll Does tell she you, fart in front of you? Yeah, she's done that before. Do you remember the first time you, you ever farted in front of me? I did my like best not to have it. a double standard, but when it smells, I'm like, yo, stop it. Uh, well, some it. people's fart smell, and then sometimes they don't, and then sometimes when they eat something, you got to evacuate. Sometimes the fart smell, sometimes it don't. Now I, I'll fart, and I just hope she won't smell it. And that oh, then she gets more mad for me lying. But I'm like, listen. Well, the worst is when the smell creeps up, and you didn't get a warning because you didn't hear it. <laughs> Yo, recently, I would get so mad. At recently, I I farted, and then in the three, in like the two seconds that I was like, should I tell her? Should I not? She was like, what the fuck? Oh, it's it was the worst. So fast. It was so fast. I've never had anything like that happen in my life. Ah, uh, well, well, you've never dated somebody. Welcome. <laughs> you're you're in for years of that. Oh, I don't yeah. fart in front of a significant others, but I have farted. Never, never. I have farted. Wow. I really, I mean, I have in my life, of course, but like right. I really make a huge effort not to, but I've farted it um, like on my dog to the point where he like gets up and is like, <laughs> wow, you know what? I'm going to go back Fuck to the mom. shelter. I think <laughs> oh, the shelter's fuck. better than this. That's so funny. You intentionally fart on him? Or he just, no, accidentally <laughs> because he burrows because he's a, he's a small he's dog, a so he burrows. My dog will burrow too. And then he'll just come out and be like, give me like Fuck real you. stank. My, my dog has a lot. <laughs> Lot of attitude issues. Right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Our dog will burrow too, but we're always paranoid he's going to suffocate down there, so we pull him out. Oh no, but they're they're okay. I used to be worried about that too, but they, I mean they know what they're doing. Yeah, they know what they're, they're doing. You know, like they're like wolf wolf 
wolf uh, uh, relate relatives. So. What kind of dog do you have? Uh, he's like a whippet mix. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, he's very cute. He's we, like got a, we got a multi poo, five pounds. Oh, love this little guy. Happy. I'm gonna get it. Did you get a dog together? Together. Oh wow, oh, really? She, my girl is a fucking pit bull. When she wants something, nice. she's ferocious. She yeah. on it. She every day she's sending me dogs, and I'm like, fuck, he's a dog. He's a big responsibility. Mm-hmm. And she wanted a Yorkie, and I was like, look, I'm a pushover, but I draw the line at Yorkie. I can't do Yorkie. That's Understandable. Too much. But I always said these multi poos are cute to me. These little, these little cute multi poo dogs. <laughs> they are cute. cute to me. No Yorkie, but a multi poo. I was into a multi poo. I'm not dope. even lying. That was pretty dope. And then we saw one, and the way she responded to it, I trusted her instinct with it. And she was kind of uneasy about like paying money or whatever. And I was like, just do it. Let's just do it. We'll figure it out. So we did, and it's, he's the best. His name is Happy, and I love him. Yeah, you I mean, your dog's also name is Happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they Aww. can. Um, they're easy to travel with. Like a dog yeah. that's small, like you can literally put it like in your purse. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, she does. She does that. She yeah. got a dog purse yeah yeah she, she got him a pink crate that shit bothers me i gotta carry Why? this around i said boy dog why are you making him p- everything you know pink? what gender oh. maybe gender doesn't have a color it's you can be a boy and like pink you, you know could, what you but could s- let him choose his gender but when you just stick him in the pink <laughs> you crate and the done pink that with leash, your dog. you know what i mean yeah, yeah, yeah i let my dog choose toys sometimes in the pet store. i'm trying to like real free parenting wow yeah but like uh well he knows what he wants and he did a great job it was his favorite toy but then also speaking That's of the whole comedy festival yeah. Uh, you know how like they do photo shoots with like the dogs and the comics. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, Dan Frigolette tried to tell me that uh, I was going to do a ballet shoot with Alfred where he was wearing a tutu, and I said my dog is not wearing a tutu. <laughs> and then he was like, "Corinne, you're so progressive." And I was like, "No, I'm drawing the line. I'm not that progressive. Yeah. My male dog is not wearing a fucking tutu. Yeah, let him choose. Just stop it. He doesn't even know what's happening. He doesn't. You're Kardashian. You're going to just pimp your, your yes. kid out like that? Yes. Yeah, and he was like, he he roasts me to this day about it. And I was like, I putting my foot down. He's not wearing. Yeah. Alfred's not wearing a tutu. You're good. So Sir Alfred a, Hitchcock is not wearing a tutu. So getting a dog didn't interrupt your uh, uh, your sex life. Nah, nah, really. We just we just well because it's a multi. on the bed. We just put him down on the ground. Yeah, and you're done. <laughs> oh, you, take, you got it. Well, he loves his crate. We like we did a good job of crate oh, training. Oh, crate so training. So if we put him on the ground, he might whimper for a bit. But eventually, he love he loves his crate. Like we oh. always put a ton of treats in there. It's like a happy place. Safe oh, space. that's good. So yeah, so he just he just hop in there and he's cool. That's dope. Yeah, a little dog is great in that sense. Just hey, buddy, just relax for a yeah, bit. Yeah, you're good. This crate's like a mansion to you. Yeah. Know. <laughs> <laughs> Where can we find you online? Uh, and your my podcast. Name, we want plug. My I'm gonna plug a bunch of shit. My name is. Uh, Akash Singh, A K A A S H. Last name is S I N G H. That's my Twitter, my Instagram, my website. Um, I also have a podcast called Flagrant Two with Andrew Schultz and another guy, Kaz. It's uh, sports, but we also talk everything else, and it's wild. We, uh, my comp, you guys well, are like, funny together. This is yeah, and uh, you know, big believer in just saying whatever you want to say and not apologizing and having fun, and that's that's where we do that. So if you're sensitive, it might not be for you, but fun podcast also going on tour with some very funny indian comic friends of mine we call ourselves the uh, american born desi comics nice and we're going on tour the dates are september uh 28th and 29th in huntsville alabama we want to tour the south so we're going to be at stand up live right. september 30th the red clay comedy festival in atlanta october 3rd good nights comedy festival in raleigh and october 4th the dc improv and nice. you can get tickets. The link is in my bio on Instagram, but you can also just go to AmericanBornDesiComics.com. Desi is spelled D-E-S-I. I was gonna say you gotta spell that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was great. That wow. was a very that was a very yeah. polished promotional. I'm glad I wanted to get it out. You don't quickly. drink and do drugs. Yeah, yeah. you know what? And That's you wait, a good point. you wait to let the right one in. And man, you really memorize those dates real well. I'm yeah. interested in CBDs. 
because I don't want to get high, but I, I feel like oh, there's yeah. good stuff about weed. Yeah. So maybe I'll talk to you all about that if you're in, if you're weed. I got people. a lot of she lot is. of people. Yeah, yeah. 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 I got a lot of a lot of tips. Okay. All right. For sure. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> guys, thank you so much for listening to you guys. We fucked the anti slut shaming podcast. We'll talk to you next Friday. about the perfect fit and they believe it's time for your bra to fit you not the other way around their collections are designed by women for women so you will love the way you feel under each and every look and now they offer over 70 sizes and more than a dozen styles so you'll find the perfect bra for every moment and every outfit get 15% off your first purchase by going to thirdlove.com slash GWF today This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at betterhelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com.